welcome to a special episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. I want to say this is like a a Passover-ish episode because we, we've got a Jew and I feel <laughs> like on the hall, I mean, what, let's be honest, Lily, how often do we not have a Jew on this show? I mean, there's always at least one of the three hosts, but no, Lily, quite, you got nothing Quite often. That? <laughs> well, I was I was like doing the math in my head. I'm like, is it 70, 30? Is it like right now, how many Jews we have? Now it's, it's 100%. Now it's 100%. We have with us a filmmaker, no, a very versatile filmmaker. This is like my first word I want to use to describe Noam Argov. Yeah. Um, uh, we She is here to promote Sulam, which is going to be at the Aspen Film Festival. Is that yeah. the one that's coming up? Uh, Sulam, um, which is a beautiful film about... Um, a mother and daughter and interge- intergenerational tensions. Um, but she also has made a, an amazing sci-fi comedy called Let Me Assist You last year. And Sorry, I'm sorry. Romantic sci-fi comedy. Romantic sci-fi comedy. So I, I which think you can watch on YouTube. You can get on YouTube and watch it, which is great. That's called Let Me Assist You. So, we, I mean, I feel like there's so much ground we get to cover with someone who can make so much interesting stuff. <laughs> Let's just start. Noam, welcome. To the Hello. So, Thanks for having me. Sulam, which means ladder. Yes. And I want to tell you, we do a lot of talking on our own show. I apologize. No, I, I want to tell you, like, one of the elements that you play in this film in such a poignant way of a child having immigrant parents trying to navigate this complicated wasteland of America. And uh, it's deeply personal, but I had this very funny entryway into this, the, what I think is like one of the best scenes in the whole short, which is when the mother is in the Home Depot or Home Depot equivalent. Ace, which, Ace Hardware. <laughs> It's, oh, the Ace Hardware, Ace Haldwell. You Ace couldn't Haldwell. get Home Depot, okay. so. No, but Ace is, Ace is a, I mean, Ace is a cooler company. I thought that was pretty. Ace Haldwell, as it's said in the movie. Um, <laughs> and she's angrily asking for a letter, a letter. And the person at the store is misunderstanding her. Here's the word letter instead of ladder. Sulam is the Hebrew word for ladder for all of those following at home. When At Jewish summer camp, where my sister and I, where my sisters and I were raised, there was a segment that the Israeli scouts would do. Uh-huh. Um, the Tzofim, I don't know if you were familiar with the Tzofim. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. The Israeli scouts would do, where they would teach Hebrew to Americans by doing funny puns like that. <laughs> so they would come out and they would do the same skit that we just saw in your film that's pu- poignant and beautiful, but in this like <laughs> totally played for last. And I felt so guilty during your movie because it would be like, there's an Israeli looking for a ladder saying, I need a letter because I need to uh, mail mail a letter. And they'd say, what do you mean? I need to climb this letter to mail a letter. And then they'd go, do you mean you need a sulam, a letter? Sulam, letter, ivrit, ivrit, you know? So they do this pun, they do this pun. And and then we'd all laugh and we'd all learn a new hope. Like the, the big one was like, there's a fork stuck in Ma's leg, which is fork and Ma's leg, right? That was, every summer they do that one. So here, this is like this very funny thing. And then you took that misunderstanding and you you played it in this heartbreaking way and i wanted to start with there was always comedy in talking about our parents like we make fun of our mother constantly on this show but we love our family beautifully how did you zero in on the tone you wanted for that moment 
and for this film, because there's a million ways you can play misunderstanding and language and, and generational difference. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because obviously you guys saw my last film and I like I write a lot of comedy and I lean towards comedy and I wanted to kind of try out a more dramatic um, like relationship piece for this. And it's like this story, the thing with my mom is pronouncing ladder and letter is like family lore for us. Like we always talk about that story and there's other words like hippopotamus was a big one and like just, <laughs> just different things and I I would always like tell this story with my like immigrant and first gen friends and it was always like really funny and we would all laugh and then there would kind of be this moment where like the laughing subsides and everyone's like yeah you know and 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 I think I was more interested in that moment like I think a lot of us definitely Israelis but also like immigrants kids of immigrants it's like really easy to laugh about these things because they're like uncomfortable and I think when things are like uncomfortable we make jokes out of it that's like also very Jewish I think absolutely <laughs> well, it's beautifully done be, and and it's the perspective of the daughter who's like I could feel the embarrassment. I think it's you. You did a great job because you can really it's palpable. Like how thank you. She's crushingly embarrassed um, in that moment and isn't you know she's not she's stressed about her exam. She's also like, why are we doing this right now? And that's just like a parent child thing when like your parents making you do something and you're just like, but I don't like, this doesn't make any sense that the parent needs to do it. And there's that just universal child and parent, teenager and parent moment. Yeah. And I think I'm really interested in those kinds of, in terms of like mining, like memory and like family stories. I'm really interested in, you know, it's like the things we laugh about at the dinner table. There's always like this element of but how did I feel at that time? And like, it wasn't funny, right. you know? And, right. and, and then also like, oh, and I'm like a little ashamed of how I reacted as a kid in certain mm-hmm. situations with my parents. And like, I'm ashamed of the shame that I felt around them. And so I think it was kind of like mining all of that. I, I think that's so beautiful that you mentioned that because I, I'm a parent of a kid that's close to that age now. And all I want is for her to be happy, right? All, and this is where um, mom played by Maura Cohen, who did a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful job. job. My God. Um, and, oh. and um, Oria El-Gurbil, mm-hmm. Oria, mm-hmm. El-Gurbil um, played Alma. Like they did a beautiful job. But I, as a parent now, right? You watch it at a different phase in your life. Oh, I felt from the mom being like, well, you're living your whole life for this kid. This kid doesn't really realize, you know, there's an implication here. The mother has, gone through has seen some stuff and you know doesn't want the ceiling to cave in on her daughter right and and has her own stuff she's got to deal with but the daughter is still just like get away mom and i felt for the mom because of like where i am in my life right now totally. but i also felt for alma as i was cringing so much is done with the facial expressions you're the director you're communicating with them about their performances how does that communication go with when you're, you're empathizing with everyone in the film? <laughs> I feel like that's that's the fun part of directing for me. Like I love, and it, it's interesting seeing audience reactions to the film, you know, in the limit. Obviously this is our premiere at Aspen, but I've shown it, you know, in school, we've shown it. And like, some people are like, 
the daughter's terrible. And some people are like, the mom <laughs> is terrible. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, because you, you did it. You're doing something right then. Yeah. Everybody. Does I, anyone I, feel bad for the Home Depot, the Ace Hardware lady? No. Because <laughs> well, I that's also kind I, of, I, mean, I kind of felt for her. She's like trying to do her job. She's got this Israeli no, yelling at her. I don't feel for her. No, I don't feel for her because that was also one of the things I really, I, I live, my husband is Spanish and like yeah, Lily, Lily is talking, actually the mom in this story. Lily yeah, is when first we're talking generation. normally, yeah, when we're talking normally, I'm like, yeah, American Cuban, first generation, and I married a Spaniard. And I, no, and I'm just saying you're the mom because you oh. live in another country than the one you were born in. Your kids are first generation oh. Spanish. You're no, the person yelling at the people in Ace Hardware in Spain, Lily. That's you. <laughs> That's okay. That whatever. It isn't about me. The point is that when I talk with my husband, a lot of times it sounds like we're yelling and arguing it with each other. Like, and 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 like the cultural shift in that moment, like she's just like having it out with her daughter, which is just between them. But when the the Ace Hardware lady is like, we need to get like security. You need to tell your mom to calm down. I'm like, you calm down. She just wants a fucking ladder, lady. Like, get, like, I was, like, getting upset because I was like, wow, they just, like, she's raising her voice a little bit in their cultural exchange, but, like, to the, uh, you know, this employee of this American store, it's like, oh, my God, this woman's out of control. Yeah. And there was so much in that moment. Also, like, motherhood. Like, when your kids are driving you nuts, like, don't tell that woman to calm down. <laughs> There's a lot there. And I think I think with like directing all of the actors and like having that empathy for everyone, it was like, I remember talking to everybody and being like, everyone is right in their own minds. And I think right, like, right. that's what's really important and interesting about those situations. It's like, like the store worker's just trying to do her job. Like the customer has her own thing she's dealing with. Like she's annoyed. Everyone feels like right. they're, everyone's just doing their best. I remember saying that to the actors, um, and I think I think that really helped. Um, and and I I love having empathy for every single character. I think that's what makes the job really fun. Okay. I mean, it, and it comes across beautifully. So okay. Beautifully now, done. Speaking of empathy, you did <laughs> a short called "Let Me Assist You." <laughs> Which is the best way I described it to Lily. I said, Lily, it's about an Alexa run wild. Um, like trying to give love advice. I don't want to ruin any of it. But uh, I, what I, inspired I it? I'm dying to know. Because, well, I was thinking it. about I was thinking about the connection of empathy between these two films, because here you have a robot that is performing empathy the way it does based on whatever algorithm it's ingesting like chat gpt i've been trying to use chat gpt to help me solve some problems so far it gives me very detailed answers that have not helped me but i i I know it's going to change the world is 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 the oh i forget the name of it it's not alexa it's it's got a different athena 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 is athena i couldn't tell does athena actually care about our main character does it have empathy for him is it trying to destroy his life i like is it working i mean i think the ending i think the ending might it doesn't by the end i thought it was that up until the very last sentence which i don't want to ruin or or have you like i was like oh my god this this thing is actually making your life better and it's helping this guy who's getting in his own way (laughs) I'll say this I'm I'm really interested in that one I was super interested in like I I heard somebody I 
I think I heard someone say this, but like the culture of like toxic positivity Uh, in in the Instagram. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Such a good term. And like, I think that applies to like wellness culture and like, you know, trying to like maximize and like optimize. Um, I wish Becky self-care. was here. Becky, like, Becky's our Becky's loves. our wellness sister. She's okay. yeah. she's 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 feeding you flax every opportunity. <laughs> and and I think like yeah, I used to I used to work for like a fitness app in in Silicon Valley in like a previous life, and which was a great experience. But just like being in that world and seeing mm. like all these people <laughs> trying to like optimize wellness and joy so I was kind of interested in that and so I think without giving away too much I think there's a toxic element even even in with just human to human in like trying to optimize our wellness and and how quick I, I like how quick we are to just succumb to what the robots are telling us like how before you could use an egg timer in your kitchen but now Alexa or Siri or who or Google has to tell you like how much time is left on the oven like how many times have I said in my kitchen how much time is left on the timer when I could just look at an egg timer and see how much time and how quickly in in the film he's like like just from changing the song the Alexa at the beginning changes the sad song he wants to listen to or the age music he wants to listen to because he's sad and she's like no we're gonna listen to this and he's like fine <laughs> like how easily he gives in uh, i loved it's your great. choice of music in both oh, films i actually screenshotted mm-hmm. the credits at those points i'm a huge fan of israeli music i love israeli singers and oh, i love you. that you incorporated them into the both films um, yeah that's not something everyone does every day um uh, it's connected to your culture, but why those songs and and why those versions of those songs? Yeah, for for Sula, I mean, music is so important to me in all of my films, and I like I love having original music. I think Sulam's like the first film where I didn't have original music. Um, and the last song was is like a Mayor Ariel song, which for people who don't know, he's like. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. I, I talked to his wife and she let I me. I mean, like, like that's that's like getting James Taylor in the United States or something like that. To Like when I, I saw the amazing. credits, I was like, whoa, you got a Mary Ariel song? Yeah. And wow. and yeah, his wife was so great about it and his his daughter too. And they and we had a really good like music supervisor from Israel who helped us navigate that. But that that song was really important to me, I think, because of the lyrics for me on a personal level, which we don't translate, but it's like, it's his kind of um, rendition of basically a Jewish prayer, you know, the prayer that you say in the morning when you wake up that you're like thankful. And I think that there's also like the ethos of that song. But for me, that song symbolizes like you still are kind of like grateful for your family and you have to make it work, especially as immigrants. Like even if you go through these hard times, you just have to like, you're grateful for like the mess of it also. Um, so that was kind of interesting there. And then for Let Me Assist You, they're all original songs that I had written. That's really cool. For the you, wrote, so cool. you wrote those? The, oh, the, the pop I didn't, song? I didn't write them, but I worked with, uh, um, two musicians who wrote them. Yeah. The pop song, the like sort of Taylor Swifty pop song in it and the name of the, the singer escapes me in this moment was awesome. Nikki, Nikki Mariana. <laughs> That's awesome. amazing. 
Yeah, I that was I worked with a woman named Jen uh, Fodder and another singer named Nadia Valle, and they um, they made this. We I like basically told them what I wanted, and I had written. I basically wrote the script and I wrote the title of the song, and I was like, "This is the title." this is the vibe, like, go ahead. So actually they're on Spotify. So you can listen to the full songs on Spotify if you really like that. It's amazing. That is amazing. We will be. These will be going in my daughter's bat mitzvah jams. You might not forgive me, but you know. I am me. I am me. It's just gonna... <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh, there's so many things I want to ask you, um, but I can't. So, um, so you are a vo- we uh, we are you are a versatile filmmaker. Like I said at the top, you do comedy. You're do, you're doing drama here. Um, it, there are some there are some questions we like to ask that are sort of like our definitive questions to to yeah. know whether or not we we like someone. Um, so no pressure. No, no, you can't you can't be wrong. So. Obviously, we're interested to know. You just like, might not be invited back. I'm what sorry, your top, what your top five movies are, or top three movies? Fine, you can tell us that. What I'm really most interested in is, and this will be hard because I've seen we've seen the breadth of your work. What, what, um, what would be a movie that you love that would surprise people? Oh, oh, that's so interesting. But, like mine doesn't surprise people anymore because I talk about it on this show every week. But I love cats. Cats. That's controversial. Not a lot of people like that. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't say like, oh, I really like The Godfather. Like everyone likes The Godfather. Unless it's really against your personality somehow. You know what I mean? But like, and and it's not a guilty pleasure. I am unironic of my love of cats. I think it's a mess, but I love it. You know, so. Let me so you can start us off with what are the films that define you, but then we want to know, you know, what would surprise us. Okay, I'll start. I'll start riffing on the ones that I really like, and then I'll try to think of a surprising one. Um, I really like La Dolce Vita. I like love mm. that movie. I love. I, I'm realizing I really like like cultural critique or like social commentary stuff, and love. I love when Harry met Sally. I think that movie's oh, such a good movie. Yeah, it's great. What else do I love? Um, let's think, let's think. I really like um, American Beauty, big classic for me. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like being in film school, everyone's like naming really obscure things, but I'm I'm a Hollywood gal. <laughs> like, I love the life. Well, that's, maybe that's the surprising. <laughs> maybe that is the Maybe that is. That that is, that is. Okay, now what is. I love that. Now, We're my very Hollywood. Most, so my question that I my I have a definitive question that I ask everyone, which is, what is your favorite music moment in movies? Oh, okay, and that is a very but but so you can answer that, and or you can say, what's a question you want to know to other people? And Lily and I could answer it if you want us to. We did have a guest once ask the question, was not interested in our answers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I'll do the music moment first, and then I'll ask you guys a question back because I feel like on these things I always want to talk to you guys more than talk about myself. <laughs> um, favorite music moment, the one that's coming to mind. I don't know if this is favorite, but the one that is coming to mind is um, okay. There's two. I love in Five Hundred Days of Summer when he's like mm. dancing in the park. 
I oh, that's like, a great that was, one. I just love that. I also like, I also love that movie, which now I guess it's not cool to like that movie anymore. Like, I think you were supposed to like oh, it. Oh, is it not? 16 and then you're supposed is to. Is it not cool? I mean, I isn't like it just movie. like the most toxic relationship ever? Isn't that what that yeah, is? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but they don't end up together. <laughs> yeah. But okay, the musical scene, I know that I remember that. The being musical scene. Yeah. And then in um but but I can never pronounce this the name of this movie because it's in French. Beau Travail. Beau Travail. Mm. It's the mm-hmm. there's like this final mm-hmm. scene um where I, am I pronouncing it wrong? Hold on. How do we pronounce it? Somebody tell me. I don't know, Beau but you know this is I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. This is when Beau Dad Travail. Beau Travail. Am I pronouncing the French? I think it's whoever is French is like rolling in Travail. their no. Oh, bro, travail. Bro, travail. Try because travail is work, right? Travail means good work. work. So this means work. good work or beautiful work. Good yeah. work. And mm-hmm. there's this final. I don't think I'm spoiling it. There's this final scene. <laughs> Believe me, this is. I don't if think we so. haven't gotten to this one at this point. Don't worry, we're we're okay. okay. <laughs> there's a yeah. final scene where this. Yeah, travail. Bro, travail. Travail. There's a final scene where there's this like soldier and he's dancing and um, it's so strange and I absolutely love it. He's alone in a room like disco dancing by himself. And it's like, it's a really like tough movie to get through. So it's kind of this really interesting release at the end. So I really like that too. Um, Okay, I want to ask you guys a question. Hold on, let me think. Um, Okay, I watch a lot of uh, Love is Blind right now. So maybe you're the second person to tell me that this week. Maybe that's another surprise (laughs) or not. Maybe I'm not surprised about anyone who watches that show. Okay, great. (laughs) So my question to you is, um, what is your TV guilty pleasure right now? Well, I, I, okay. So I wish Becky was here. She watches a lot of trash. We watch. It doesn't have to be trash. We watch an absurd amount of TV in this family. For our podcast, quote unquote. To be honest, we started the podcast just because oh, we watch a lot of TV. I, I, I would say but, me and Becky's for sure Grey, Grey's Anatomy. It's oh, like at this point, you can't even I mean, admit that you watch that show. It's, it's brutal to admit that. Uh, Love is Blind makes more sense I, I th- than Grey's I Anatomy. One, I think one... Well, my guilty pleasure, one that I'm very proud of, though, is like I love Heart of Dixie. Starring <laughs> National Treasure Rachel Bilson. Like... Like I love that. She's a huge fan. Our mom got him into it. I watched her 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 show that lasted only one season. I forget what it was called. It was like Two for the Money or Spies Time Two. I don't know. She, <laughs> I don't she know. played an out of work actor who was a private spy, private eye. I don't know. I'll just watch any fish out of water story with Rachel Bilson. That's Amazing. I'm on board. Um, I've actually never seen Heart of Dixie, so this is a good recommendation. It's it's, it's adorable. It's it's perfect. Think of like Gilmore Girls with half the amount of dialogue uh, um, and a lot of like very like zany light touches on like what life in Alabama must be like. Okay. <laughs> this is not, this is not like 2022's Alabama or, Got you it. know, this, it's, it's a fantasy world, but, but it, the, anyways, it's an adorable show. Okay. Okay. I'll watch that. That's uh, okay. The, the, the filmmaker is Noam Argov and the most recent film is Sulam and it's premiering at the Aspen film festival. And uh, the, uh, but the other film you should watch on YouTube is let me assist you. Cause it's totally rad. Which is wonderful. Both are wonderful. Um, and we can't wait to see what you're going to do next. Where should people follow you? 
Um, I'm on Instagram. No, I'm Argov12 because my birthday is February 12th. Easy to remember. Nice. All right. Well, we'll we have, Lily, remember that date. Um, thank you so much yeah. for being here. Thank you, guys. This is so great. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Movie, the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast. Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Fry Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FryNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.